When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is The Drive with Dale Lolly and Matt Williamson. On your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I am Dale Lolly. He is Matt Williamson, and this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio and uh, ESPN 970, our live coverage from Steelers training camp practices here at St. Vincent College. And, Matt, I'm looking here at the news from around the league, the injuries, mm-hmm. the comings and goings. Practice is now over. Practice is over. The Steelers made it through the entire training camp without a major, major injury. They lost seventh-round pick, and that's unfortunate. But all in all, in the scheme of things of what you have invested in these guys, that's very minimal. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, so from that regard, that was absolutely a success. And I can also promise you that this team practiced more physically and harder probably than most of the others around the league. Without a doubt. And without I have no doubt in my mind about that. Yeah, so, I mean, to me, I I don't know if maybe the the physical practices lend themselves to not getting hurt. I don't know. Because I think, you know, I've heard players say this in the past. If you're out there trying not to get hurt, that's when you get hurt. Mm -hmm. Like, if if you're out there playing or practicing, but you're not really playing football. You don't protect yourself as well. You're not going, you're not using your muscles the way they should be for games. You're not training your body to deal with week one. How to take a hit, how to go to the ground, things yeah. of that nature. So I think – I mean, there's certainly a lot of injuries and, unfortunately, bad ones that don't happen from contact, you know, yeah. from hits. You know, yeah. I just think that that's unfortunate. Well, that's or, one of the reasons why they want to practice on the grass out here mm-hmm. because those don't seem to happen quite as much on grass. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure some people do, are more but... likely to pull a hamstring or tear something or whatever just from either conditioning or genetics or whatever. But I don't know. I mean, I do worry. Again, I hate, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a sports scientist, obviously. But I would think walking into week one, it's 85% of your conditioning, you know, with the intentions of I'll get it in a week or two and then yeah. I'll be fresher on the back end of the season. That would scare me from an injury standpoint. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I haven't played a lot of serious football, 60 preseason snaps total or something like that. Yeah, we're that in August, August 17th, so we're midway through August. We're less than three weeks away now, basically three weeks away now from the season opener mm-hmm. um, because that's September 10th, I believe. So, uh, you know, you start to wonder about some of these guys who are still holding out or holding in and doing those right. kind of things. I know, you know, for T.J. Watt it worked. You know, he Dead. was able to yeah. come out fresh. But he, you know, missed some games that year. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Nick Bosa is one of those guys this year. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's, he's actually flat out holding out, right? I mean, he's yeah, not even at camp. camp. I mean, I'm sure he's working out. He's not sitting around eating potato chips. But still, I mean, he's not playing football. I think you miss things, though. I think that, yeah. you know, the hold-in to me, people get all excited. You're still out there. You're doing some – you're doing individual drills. Mm-hmm. You're, you're doing what not, you want. You're not just – you're just not doing the team stuff. 
So, I don't know if we've ever talked hold-ins, because I've heard two theories on it. And, like, TJ's situation seemed like both sides were very they were okay with it. amicable about yeah. it. And we know this is going to happen great. Where there are other ones that hold in just to save the fines, but they're not really acting as part of the team and they're a distraction and sitting by themselves in the lunchroom the or whatever. I remember talking doing or, you something know. like that, and, and it was Deshaun Watson. When he was yeah, still right. Houston. he's like, I don't want to. I don't. They didn't want. He, they didn't want him practicing. Mm-mm. He didn't want to practice because he could get hurt, and then right, right. And he, did, you know, I think he'd come out and throw, or I think he even played like deep safety one time or yeah. something goofy, or even last year. I mean, this seems like a million years ago. Remember, Jimmy Garoppolo was practicing on his own, like yeah. before practice, they, and they had no yeah. intentions of you know having him. They were trying to trade him, him yeah. and right, you're not in the mix. They didn't even know who Brock Purdy was at that point, hardly. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, one of my points, though, with the hold-in is if that guy's frustrated and he comes here 16 days in a row or whatever, and by the eighth or ninth day, he's whispering in his buddy's ear, this organization doesn't care about any of us. Uh, screw them all. I don't care. You know? Yeah. That's not good for team morale, you know it, it what I mean? Yeah, and, and I mean, I, that, TJ didn't do that, but, right. you know. That player is typically one of your better players. And Right, right, right. I mean, it's not a good message or there's, you know, it throws things off. Yeah, so I, I, I'm just curious about that. It uh, looks like uh mentioned earlier that Tron Armstead uh, was carted I don't off. I we talked about that on the air or not. Oh, okay. Yeah. With the- Tron Armstead, the left tackle for the uh, Dolphins, was carted off today. He texted the NFL Network's uh, Cameron Wolf that he should be good uh, following the injury scare, uh, but he's still going to go for an MRI to be 100% certain that he's okay. So just because it, he thinks he's good doesn't mean that you know he's going to get in there and he's going to like what they see. So I've never met Teron Armstead, of course, but he's one of the five best left tackles in the league still. He's a special player in terms of athleticism, and when he's right, he's really, really good. Now, their O-line to me is one of the biggest weaknesses on the team, if they're, if not number one. And team depth isn't great for the Dolphins. But this I know about Armstead is he's considered one of the toughest guys in the league for the multitude of injuries he plays through. And so that's tremendous. I mean, but everyone that knows him basically expects to get 12 games a year out of him. Yeah. You know, because everything he has, and it's more than one, and I don't know his injury history, but it's a multitude of injuries that really haven't gone away that he plays through more than most players might. But it, I've been told it's crazy talk to count on him as your left tackle for 17 to 20 games He's also a year. 32 years old. And he's up in age, yeah. and it's not going to get better. You know, it's only going to get worse. Yeah, I mean, they, they went out and traded uh, – for him last year, mm-hmm. and I mean, this is the thing we, we've had this discussion many, many times about going all in. Oh, all in, as risky as could be. It's it, it, so you're all it, the Dolphins are quote unquote all in this year. Mm-hmm. Their salary cap becomes a mess after this year. Yeah, Tua hasn't gotten paid yet. Yeah, and you're right; they don't have an expensive you don't know quarterback who your yet. Right. Be. Um, they knew this when they traded for Tyreek and Ramsey, and right. That was my first thought when I saw Armstead was getting carted off. I'm like, okay, so you already had the Ramsey injury, mm-hmm. and now you lose Armstead, and you don't have any depth behind those guys. And those are Brutal. two of the guys you went all in with. Right, 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 right. 100%. That was that was part of their their their. Okay, we're going to go get Tyreek. We're going to get Ramsey. We're going to get Armstead. They're the three and Chubb and Chubb, the, yeah. the defensive end. So I mean, they went outside the organization for Pro Bowlish caliber players. And when you do that, of course, 
you have less cheap draft pick. You know, right? The they're becoming very Rams like. Yeah. Not this version of the Rams, but the the last five year version of the Rams, where stars and scrubs, and that's yeah. okay. But when your stars go down, then you got nothing. Yeah, like they're going to be one of my favorite under bets in terms of over under win. I'll also say that this is an organization in their the schedule's awful too. Yeah. You know, we talk about, like, the Chargers or the Lions having a, a history there. Yeah, they don't win much. The Dolphins had Dan Marino. Yeah. His entire career. I mean, they, how made much, it, they made it to the Super Bowl once. How much have they won since Shula? I mean, yeah. <laughs> and it's not like they've had terrible players, including right. Marino. I mean, they were. It's another organization that yeah. doesn't seem to get it right. Doesn't seem to get it right. And. Of course, they were stuck behind the Patriots in that division year after year. But you didn't have to be stuck behind. But you don't doesn't mean you just have to roll over and die. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you get a lot of high picks in that time. You're too. the you're the Dolphins, and you you traded the Patriots West Welker. Yeah, <laughs> people forget that, right? <laughs> like you gave the division a, foe a division foe. A guy went out and got a hundred catches every year because mm-hmm. you didn't know what to do. Didn't with know them. what to do with them. Didn't the, the slot receiver was not prevalent at that point, <laughs> and so, so yeah, and they got that same offseason. They got Randy Moss. Yeah, <laughs> and they give up a fifth round pick, I think, for Moss, and a second or third for Welker, and like, oh, there's our passing game. Yeah, we just, we just build a passing game in a day. Yeah, I mean, so uh, be right. I mean, do we trust that organization? No. Do we trust that quarterback? It's like the Jets. Do you really trust the Jets? No. Who haven't won anything in forever? No. I mean, again, Lions, Bears, or Lions, Browns, and Jets to me. I see a lot of good things on paper, but history tells me much differently. Joe Willie Namath hasn't played in a long, long time. Right. That I mean, that, that was pre-NFL. Like, they hadn't even merged yet. Right, right, right. I wasn't born yet. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's ancient history. Ancient history. You know, when you see stuff a lot of times in the NFL, they'll talk about records post-merger. Mm-hmm. That, like, that's considered – you know, BC times in, in exactly. NFL right, 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 right. That's how long it's been since the Jets won anything. They've been good. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they've gone to the playoffs here and there with and like Rex the, Ryan yeah. and the Revis years, yeah. but they didn't go far. You don't, I don't trust that organization. I mean, the Lions to me are exactly like that. Oh, the Browns but, are exactly yeah. like that. And you're right. The Dolphins and Chargers and others aren't far off. Right. You know, I mean, Bill Walsh always used to say there's six to eight teams we have to worry about every year when he was with the Niners. And now those six to eight teams weren't the same six or eight every year, but they kind of were. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was Dallas. It was the Steelers. It was, you know, I mean, it was good organizations. For a long time it was the Giants and Washington. And no the, doubt. Yeah. I mean, the NFC East was yeah. strong, you know, at that point, or, you know, without question. But there are the teams that don't really go away. And yeah. then there's the ones that, okay, maybe they put it all together and have a good year. Like, I, I don't. I shouldn't even bring it up, but I kind of feel like the Bengals are one of those teams that perennially doesn't. They're closer to the Browns than the Steelers, but not. But now they have a great quarterback, so they'll be in it. Not because. I mean that's probably unfair. I mean not because that they've done great things because they have built a pretty darn good roster. Yeah. In addition to drafting Burrow, I feel you know? a little differently about like they've won the division. 
I am starting to change my tune pre-Burr. on that organization. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, yeah. they want it pre-Burr. They want yeah. it with Carson Palmer. They, you know, mm-hmm. they, they did things with Andy Dalton where they won. The Marvin division. Lewis was they a good coach. They just didn't win and... playoff games. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, just because they haven't won a Super Bowl, maybe I shouldn't lump them in with the Lions. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's probably unfair. I mean, they've been Especially to... where they're at right now. Yeah, they've been to a couple of Super Bowls. I mean, they're beating the Chiefs and right. battling the Bills. and Yeah, right. No, but, so that's probably unfair to them. But, you know, there's you know, organizations – I mean, the Bears haven't won since Ditka. Right. And when I say not won, I mean, like, hardly even made the playoffs. Right. You I mean, know? The Cardinals got there once. Like, You're right. And, you know, like, and the Cardinals kept making the same bad decisions in terms of – I was just listening to a Cardinals preview the other day, and I hadn't realized this to this point, but, like, really in our lifetime almost, or really since this ownership group in the Cardinals, they just keep promoting from within. <laughs> Do I have to say anymore? <laughs> you know, like in losing and promoting from within and losing. That's and, one of the you know, you know, like one of the misnomers about the Steelers. Like people get angry about this. Well, they just they just promote these guys from within. Yeah, it's because different when you're winning and you have some good going. Yeah, right. you've, you've got an or, you know you're hiring people who understand your organization, the Steeler way, the Patriot way, right. whatever. You know That's what I mean? Like they, they built the foundation, so let's build on top. Let's put an addition on the house as opposed to the house is a mess, wreck it and start over. So I do give like the Cardinals credit. Like they went outside the organization. They're going to try to do this Eagles approach and have all these draft picks and we'll see. I mean, but usually it's like, let's, they just kept putting band-aids on things. Yeah. And it was a gaping wound. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting, but yeah, the fact that the Steelers made it through this uh, camp without any major injuries Mm -hmm. uh, to me is, is huge. Um, Miami scares me. I mean, back to your original they point. They do. On I mean, I think they're very top-heavy. Yep. And, well. I mentioned this before. I mean, we talk about all these quarterback injuries and 69 starting quarterbacks last year. Miami had four of them. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. San Francisco Skyler had four Thompson's of them. Skylar Thompson's still there. Yeah, right. You know. And, and partially because they run the same system and they don't protect their quarterback particularly well. And they don't value offensive line quite as much as they do – Tyreek and Debo and Kittle and Waddle, like you know. The, they like the fast cars. They like the – They break know. down a lot, though. Yeah. And the fast cars don't protect the house, you know, the, the quarterback. You know, yeah. They both I, have a great I, I, left tackle, but other than that, and now they don't have a great left tackle. Football's a team game. Having, you know, a few stars, you know, when we talk – You need some dump trucks, too. Yeah, I you, mean. Need, you, need some, you need some guys who are going to also – do the dirty work. You mm-hmm. can't just be, you know. Not only is it a team game, but it's a physical, grueling game. Yeah. You know, that all these high-priced vehicles that don't do the dirty work. I mean, you can't ask the Lamborghini to drag the logs up the hill or whatever right. to yeah, build that, the house. That's, right. that's not what it was built for. Right, right. So. But they, they need to value lines more. And I think they'll. it kind of makes me happy that the league is not saying that the Shanahan approach can't work. It sure can. But – it is revealing some things that just don't give me every fast skill guy I can get and then fill in the blanks at of offensive line. Yeah. I'm watching uh, here right now, speaking of offensive line. They're still putting the time in, huh? Chukes Okorafor out there working with Spencer Anderson as a right tackle, and he's working with Nick Herbig here as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Herbig's – they're just – I mean, they're going at like a quarter speed. They're just working on their footwork and on hands. The hand and, right, right, yeah. right. And you see Chukes kind of watching – with the young man here, telling you know, showing, giving him little tips about, hey, here's what you want to do in, on that guy. Mm-hmm. Again, this is the kind of this is how you build a winning organization when players pay it forward like that. Right, right, right. One of them's helping the other as opposed to out there trying to do battle with each other. Right. Can you give me a real pat? See, 
I kind of looked at this the other way. Like, I think the, the offense, the, Herbig's doing them a favor to give them a real get-off as opposed yeah. to – but he, uh, by Herbig's the same brother token, is not going to give him the same get off. He can look at this though for Herb, from Herbig's point. Oh, he's of view, learning what the opponent does. What they're get, yeah, right, what they right. want to try to do against him. So then he can counter that when he when he encounters it in the game. For example, like the best defensive coordinators understand the opponent's pass protection schemes as well as the offense coordinator they're about to face. Yeah, you know, they know the rules. They know understand. And so Herbig's sitting here learning. Oh, that's why I have a problem with this inside move because right. every tackle does this or whatever. He's, he's you know, reaching right. from this shoulder, and if he gets mm-hmm. his hand on this shoulder, then I'm in trouble. And where? So I've got to stop that. Yeah. When am I vulnerable? When is he vulnerable? All those things. But I do think what Chukes has asked of him was, can you get off the ball a little better than my O lineman buddies? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I can practice this at slightly different speed. You know. So that is good stuff. Usually it's Herbig with Watt, but. Seems like all the stars are holding court. You know, Kenny and Fryermuth and Cam and Najee. Yeah, they've all last been taking. day of camp here. They yeah. want to say thank you to everybody. They've so, been really good with the fans post practice. A lot of fans. Again, a lot. This was a this was a practice that was not supposed to be at this time. On purpose. And it was. Yeah. You know, it's it's packed with people again. We also see the uh, the Plum Youth Base or Youth Football Is that Plum? Team. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, it was they're purple. down on yeah. on the field there. Uh, they they lost, do a great job with all that youth football stuff. They lost too. one of their teammates in that explosion out there. Oh, did they really? Yeah. So uh, that's, that's, that's why they were invited out today. Father Paul was telling us that the uh, okay. the head here of uh, St. Vincent College. He said that you know it's just re- really a cool story that uh, well, they hopefully were, it makes it a little better for them. Yeah, yeah able to bring awful. it in. I mean, imagine being twelve and losing one of your teammates. One like of your that. buddies, right? Yeah. So. No, but they do a great job. That aside, I mean, they do a tremendous job. We never really give them the credit with yeah. the, the youth football program. That's Joe Lofton. Um, yeah, yeah. Runs that, and, and Joe does a great job with that. Uh, Usually on that far field. Yeah. You know, they, they are over there doing stuff. He's got a different group here every day. It's awesome, yeah. I mean, just, uh, you know, if you're a young kid uh, and you get to come out here and, again, be on the field with the Steelers. and uh, you're never Cam Hayward's right there, and Najee Harris is catching yeah. passes right away from you. Right. You're never, you're never going to forget that. No. I mean, frankly, I mean – when I stand next to Cam Hayward or Najee, I look at them and go, whoa. You know, I'm like, this is pretty cool. And, wow, they look like a different species than me. <laughs> but imagine if I was 10-year-old Matt, you know, with my plum team here or whatever. Like, just being near those guys is, wow, I want to be that guy. Or this is just really cool and I'm never going to forget it. You know? Yeah, they've all got their their footballs and things like that out there to be signed. They're looking over longingly at Alex Highsmith. He's talking with somebody and he'll be coming over Mm-hmm. They're eyeballing Shortly. Cam, too. Yeah. <laughs> Who else is over there with them? Well, that's Levi Wallace over there. Looks like they might have been talking to their agent or something, and now Highsmith's heading over to uh, to sign some autographs for these young and, men. And the, the plum you can see they're very kids are buzzing. That. Yeah. That's, else, that's the cool thing. You know, you, you think about it, and I, I wrote the story about Alex Highsmith uh, in, the, uh, in the fall last year, um, and this is pre-breakout Alex Highsmith. Mm, yeah, and his his dad sent me a bunch of pictures of Alex when he was basically this age. Oh and wow! He was, you know, he was just a pudgy little kid that uh, you're like, wow, that that doesn't look like a guy who's now a you know a mm-hmm. starting NFL linebacker in the NFL. You just don't know. And he wasn't a five star that went to Bama even right. in high school too. So I'm sure he was a late bloomer and you know and certainly really a, se- a self made guy. Like yeah, that. and it's even true with his NFL career. You know, I mean, he's yeah. a mid round pick. He wasn't guaranteed anything and. Now earned himself a big contract and is one of the better starter out edge guys in the league. Yeah, it's got to be really cool to to be able to. to He's uh, signing now. To Good. do that kind of stuff and you know, Joe Lofton out there playing catch with a couple of kids. So. Uh, yep. Good stuff. No, that's great. Good stuff. Um, yeah, 
who all's down there signing. I see T.J. Watts down there signing. I said a lot of the stars are out there hitting it yeah. pretty hard. Kenny was out there. Fryermuth was out there for a while. And yeah. he said Watts out there with a huge crowd around him, of course. I like when he like he's taking somebody's phone and taking a selfie with them. They're, mm-hmm. they're all crowding around it. Never going to wash this phone again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you make sure you back that iCloud, back <laughs> right. it up on your cloud because you don't want to lose that photo. Twenty years from now, and one of those kids is in the league taking the, you know, Watts taking a selfie with him. It's funny when you see stuff like that. It is it's hilarious. Like I, I know there's the picture of like Jim Kelly had his picture taken with Terry Bradshaw when he was mm, he okay. was a little guy. And it was it was very obviously Jim Kelly. I mean, it's, oh, and same face same and all face that, right? And all that, you know, like that's that's really cool. There's a, I know you're not a super hockey fan or whatever, but there's a like a legendary picture of Wayne Gretzky when he's like eight, and he's got a hockey stick around with Gordy Howe's, with Gordie Howe's yeah. neck or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's like no one knew he's going to be the great one. I'm sure he could be a pretty good eight year old, but you yeah. know, it wasn't like oh, he's going to be an all time great and break Gordy's you know, uh, all time points lead or anything. Yeah, so that's really cool. It is. Uh, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. Our live coverage from Steelers training camp practices here at St. Vincent College. The final practice of training camp 2023 is wrapped up. Uh, but we still got more to go here with the show. We're, we'll be with you here until 6 o'clock. Uh, so there's lots more for Matt and I to talk about. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson, and this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970, our live ongoing coverage from Steelers training camp here at St. Vincent College. And, Matt, we get some breaking news. I went number one from Plum. Yeah, he can play. <laughs> he's all right. He can, he can throw. He's, he, was, he was doing uh, gymnastics and stuff earlier, too. He's no, he's catch, a, catch a bomb, I think, from Minka or one of those guys from the past. Yeah, yeah. he just, uh, just did a little chest thump there with, uh, <laughs> with George Pickens. So that's a, I didn't mean to break your breaking news, but my scouting eyes got a, got a, an eyeball for this 12-year-old from Plum, um, Once one. again, we see the a, a, a coach, or I guess a trainer, firing the ball at Minka Fitzpatrick from less than 10 yards away. Like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> whipping it at him. Yeah, like can. gets it, loads up and runs at him and fires it. Right? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, the Ravens have signed cornerback Ronald Darby. Nah, as they're, they're desperate. They are completely desperate. Uh, you're talking about a guy in Darby. Um, <laughs> a lot of injuries, right? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, two years uh, in Denver, the last two years in Denver. Mm-hmm. 53 tackles while starting 11 games in his first season. Limited to five games last year with uh, after, and then tore his ACL. Yeah. So he's coming yeah. back off okay, of an ACL. I didn't know they were. Like, they're really they're scraping. Yeah. You mentioned You mentioned this yesterday. I mean, finding corners on the market right now, you might get names like him. Yeah. But they Doesn't have – mean he can still play. They got warts. You know, yeah. they, they got – Numerous injuries, age, loss of step, whatever. I mean, if they're still out there, something's wrong with them. Maybe yeah. they catch lightning in a bottle with them and he plays like he did in his best years, but uh, that's a desperate situation. Yeah, he had, Ronald Darby hasn't been a dude in no. years. No, he's kind of like the second or third corner that you pick on. Yeah, right. If he's out there at all. So, I, I think they're in trouble. I, I, I said this before, I think yeah. they're in a lot of trouble. Um, so, we'll see, uh, you know, how that continues to uh, – to evolve for the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens and Dolphins have been the two that are withstanding a quite a bit here in mid-August already. Yeah, looking at the uh, Buffalo Bills, uh, of course, as, as Mike Tomlin did, and we'll hear this later, um, Sean McDermott held his press conference today for the Bills. Mm. Uh, he said Josh Allen and the starters will play about a quarter and a half 
uh, against Saturday's preseason game against the Steelers. Uh, Damian Harris with the knee was limited today. Okay. Gabe Davis, uh, he was back at practice today, so maybe you see Gabe Davis maybe. out there. Uh, Eli Ankow, uh, defensive tackle, not practicing. Terrell Bernard, who we talked about, he's mm, got a hamstring. He's a starter, yeah. um, he's, that's what he's dealing with, uh, so you probably won't see him. Uh, linebacker Baylor, Balen Specter, and then defensive back Cam Lewis. Those last two guys aren't real important. There, no, but, no. Uh, so good chance you might not see Damian Harris. Mm-hmm. So, so the two guys I'd be just curious about. If you're going to put Allen out there, you're putting the starting offensive line. You're, right. you're playing the ones. I'm sure both the tight ends are going to play. I assume Diggs will play. Yeah, and I don't know about Von Miller. Like, is Von Miller? I don't think he's back yet. I, I just wonder 100%. if his preseason career is over. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right, like, right. I've done enough. I mean, I'm good. And coming off an injury, too. So, yeah. Of the big name guys, those were the two I'd be curious about. I would assume Diggs will play. We've had questions about Javante Williams over the course of this preseason mm-hmm. uh, and these offseason, really. Um, Sean Payton told reporters today that uh, Javante Williams is expected to play 10 to 12 snaps Saturday against the 49ers. Uh, other starters are expected to play 20 to 24 snaps. Hmm. So that's not a ringing, ringing endorsement. You know, that Oh, he's back. He's the one. Feed him carries left and right. Well, you but, want to see how he looks, you know, yeah. his first time back. So, But, he's, but I mean, he is back. That's kind of like what the Steelers do with Najee. Yeah. Too, you know, I mean, so you're not going to beat your top running back up in preseason either way. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown expected to return to practice next week. Uh, Jamison Williams will miss the rest – he could miss the rest of the uh, preseason, according to Dan Campbell, the Lions head coach. He's, he, I loved him coming out of school. He's not going to play any more preseason games this year. He's not going to – He's, he's missing next he's gonna miss eight six, games, yeah. six in the regular season. Right, six in the regular season. Uh, what's and he another be, injury. Yeah, what's he going to look like Came in the league with an injury, back? right. All the reports in practice are he looks great, he's fast, blah, 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 blah. But some of these guys, when you get in a hole in your career like that, you just never get out of it. Yeah. And they don't have much behind them. Uh, the Packers have limited uh, David Bakhtiari's work uh, in this uh, pre, uh, preseason slash training camp. Uh, he's practicing today uh, for the, the Packers. He's he kind of held together. He hasn't played a lot of football in the last couple of years. No, not at all. No, he's been held together with duct tape, too. I yeah. Mean, he just kind of. At that stage of his career where he tried it, kind of like the Armstead conversation we just had. You yeah. Know, just keep him together for game day and hope you can get another year out of him, and who knows. How about this? Patrick Mahomes, uh, Andy Reid said his uh, – told reporters his starters will play the first half of Saturday's game against the Cardinals. It's a lot. Patrick Mahomes and some others are expected to play less than that, though. Okay, I'm sure Kelsey Mahomes. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe a lineman or two. But yeah. I guess one thing, though, if you read – I'd like this receiver situation to get a little clearer for yeah. you. And you've been saying this all along, but it looks like Sky Moore is maybe in line to be their number one. Yeah. I, mean, I think that reports have been good, and he's running with the ones. And Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, worth noting. Um, how about this one? Hassan Reddick is having surgery to address oh. a thumb injury suffered in Monday's practice. Uh, that's according to Ian Rappaport. Uh, so – it's also he can be ready for the start of the season. But I mean, thumb's important for linemen. I mean, Absolutely, you've got to use your hands. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess he could play with a club or something like that. And I don't remember guys doing that the last decade or so. I remember as a kid that had that goofy club. Um, that's yeah. huge. I mean, they have some depth there, of course, and I doubt he's going to miss significant regular season time, but uh, he's a big-time player. Absolutely. Um Looking here, uh, Will Levis 
left uh, Tennessee Titans practice Thursday to consult the training staff due to an undisclosed issue, head coach Mike Vrabel told reporters. His status for Saturday's preseason game against the Vikings is to be determined. Mm. Um, the chances of Will Levis stepping in at some point this season, uh, are you going to put him in there when he you know, missed some time in the preseason? And it's, It makes it tough. It makes it tough. So We had a really good conversation today about young quarterbacks that aren't – Stroud and Young and Richardson, you know, or Pickett or Purdy or, you know, th- those type of dudes. Talking about, like, O'Connell with the Raiders. And one guy I threw out there, though, that looks noticeably better this year is Malik Willis. And yeah. he's running ahead of Levis on the depth chart right now. So, Tennessee, and we know Tannehill's not going to be there long term. And they didn't use a huge pick on a, you know, a Trey Lance trade up or something like that. But, Maybe between Willis and Levis, you might find your starter. And I think everyone just kind of brushed Willis off like his career's over. They were starting Josh Dobbs late in the year. Well, he was swimming all last year. I mean, now he's actually had an offseason. You know he's talented. And he played okay in the first year or the first game, and Levis didn't. You know, Levis looks like he's swimming now. So just don't forget about Malik Willis. I mean, they may have snuck one by you there and just had a terrible rookie year. Looking here at the, the 33rd team, uh, Ryan Reynolds on the 33rd team is NFL record predictions for every AFC North team entering the 2023 preseason. Mm. Uh, this just dropped now here, so it's not entering the preseason because the preseason has already started. Uh, so he's got uh, some some notes and news here uh, for each of these teams. Uh, looking at these in order, they have them in alphabetical order, I guess. Um, in the division. In the, in, within the division. Uh, he's looking here at the Ravens. Win total is 10.5, as we mentioned. Uh, the division odds, plus 235. Super Bowl odds, plus 1,800. Hmm. Um, I like the under on 10.5. Yeah. I, I know you do, too. But. It says, how Baltimore exceeds expectations. Former MVP Lamar Jackson enters this year with, the, with his best office and supporting cast of his career. If the Ravens keep doing what they do on defense while Jackson takes a step forward with the new offense, they could beat their win total uh, with the distance. My reaction the, the to the defense is not going to be any good. I just I, how do people not see this? That's what I'm gonna say. The, the, I had you're a real problem with Ronald that. You're signing Ronald Darby yeah. <laughs> to play, and you're entertaining Clowney and things yeah. like that. Like it, that's my problem is if the defense keeps doing what they're doing, well then there'll be an average defense. It's not Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and Suggs no. and Nada anymore. Now, and what I would say there, and he kind of does, is for them to exceed expectations, Lamar's in the MVP conversation yeah. again. That could absolutely happen. And that in itself could propel them to 11 wins. But that's a big ask. I mean, we're actually be the best player in the league, basically. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's, that's a big ask. Uh, how Baltimore fails to meet the expectations. Jackson has missed five games in each of the past two seasons. If that trend continues, that's Baltimore's first path to failure. Then forget about it, right? Yeah. The second is Baltimore rolling out a dramatically new offense with many new pass catchers. The Ravens play all three of their division foes on the road within the first five games of the season. The slow start worries me for them. Yeah. It would not be a total surprise if Jackson struggles early. I'm 100% on board with that Mm -hmm. because, I mean, we know the Steelers play them tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bengals have given him fits. Yeah. Uh, you know, so – uh, and then the third factor is that Baltimore has a below-average pass rush, and its secondary has more question marks than usual. Or their pass defense has a chance to be quite bad. Yeah. The Ravens could struggle against high-caliber passing attacks this year. That's a potential problem because Baltimore plays several mm-hmm. games against high-performing passing attacks. There are more reasons there 
to go under than over. To go under than over, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, 100%. And even the, the reason why they would go over is like, oh, if Lamar, if Lamar Jackson is, the best, Superman, is right. the best player in the league, then you know they go over. It That's was, your only reason. That was kind of the only thing. And he could even be the best player in the league and you still go under. Uh, his, <laughs> I mean, if you're allowing 30 points a game. And his record prediction for them is 11-6. and six. Yeah. I mean, I, I know they'll it. be good on special teams and all that stuff. But, I mean, the one thing he mentions there is your division games early are all on the road. Yeah. And, again, I, I mean, I, I, I'm sure I said these words verbatim at some point this week. But I agree with making the scheme change on offense. Yes. But it's not going to be fixed overnight. You know, right. like the first month of the season might be much worse offensively than the last month of the season. And it's also the same time when you don't have Marlon Humphrey. Right. I mean, you're, if you drop best, those yeah. three division games – well, you're not getting over here, and you're not going to win the division. Right. Not this division. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, their 2023 win totals, 10.5 wins. The beginning of the season worries me for them, too. Plus 150 uh, division odds. Super Bowl odds plus 1,100. Um, how Cincinnati exceeds expectations. The Bengals will likely lose some of their offensive talent because so many of them are coming up for new contracts. That means this year's group could be the best supporting cast Joe Burrow will have. Cincinnati's already a premium offense, but they could rise to the top this season. Uh, whether the Bengals are the league's best offense or fifth, they need defensive coordinator Lou Anaromo to uh, continue leading an overachieving defense. Okay. I think that's well said. I mean, basically what I read from that is stay the course. You've been right, one of the right. best teams in the league, you know, a yeah. couple of years in a row and maintain it. Uh, how Cincinnati fails to meet expectations. If Burrow's calf injury results in a few missed games, that's an obviously negative for the Bengals' regular regular season prospects. What could be worse is if the injury nags Burrow all season long, and that's something that nobody seems to to be talking about. If that's if that's something that bothers, like yeah, he was out in the field throwing uh, before last week's preseason game. Yeah, but he wasn't running. Doesn't mean he's out of the woods yet. Right, right, right. Um, Every team relies on its starting quarterback's availability, but Cincinnati will struggle to steal wins without Burrow. That's an understatement and a half. Trevor oh, Simeon yeah, yeah. ain't winning games with that. I don't care what lineup he's got. Trevor Simeon's right. not winning. I mean, I love Lamar, but I like their chances with Huntley better than I like the Bengals' chances with Simeon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, the Bengals lost their best defender this offseason, safety Jesse Bates. I don't know about that, but yeah, he's good. Quality player. The quality right. player. Both safeties they lost. Uh, Cincinnati has a mediocre pass rush and is now without his defensive centerpiece. Anaromo is one of the league's best defensive coordinators, but he's working with a below-average defense from a pure talent standpoint. Mm, I, don't know I would I say it's an average that. one. Yeah, I mean, they just don't have Garrett Watts, Parsons. Yeah, they don't you know, have, they that, have the yeah. headliner. But they also don't have a lot of weaknesses on defense, and they get uh, Aluzier back, who was a pretty good player for him. That was right. a bigger loss than people realize. I mean, they have a solid roster. Yeah, his prediction for them is 11-6. and six. Okay. I mean, I think that's probably would be my guess, too. Um, unlike the Steelers, though, they play the Jags, the Chiefs, the Bills. Right, they're going to play all the other first-place teams. That's brutal in this conference. Um, I'm not taking anything away from the Steelers' win in week one last year, though, but that was a shell of the Bengals' team. Yeah. They could look like that in week one. I don't even know who they play or care. But they play I mean, Cleveland. They play Cleveland. Yeah. Okay, well, they got to block Miles Garrett in this new defensive yeah. front. You know, I mean, I, I hope they – well, I don't care one way or another, but, I mean, I, you would hope they would learn from – the rust they looked they they started last season with. Uh, moving on here to the Browns, uh, their win totals nine and a half, which is crazy to me. Their division odds plus three eighty. Their Super Bowl odds plus thirty five hundred. How Cleveland exceeds expectations? If Deshaun Watson returns to his pre-suspension forms, the Browns have enough talent to be a top ten offense. 
even when Watson was at the height of his powers in Houston. He never had a premium offensive line or a running back like Nick Chubb. In a best-case scenario, Cleveland has a premium offense that can dominate on the ground or through the air. Similarly, the Browns have a lot of high-end talent on defense. They have a fringe top-ten front, a unique linebacker in Jeremiah Wosu-Koromoa, and a secondary with a ton of upside. That defensive talent started to come together down the stretch last season. If Cleveland fires on all cylinders, it's a dangerous team that can win games in multiple styles. I'll make note here that that defense that was supposedly coming together down the stretch last mm-hmm. season, in the regular season finale against the Steelers, gave up 28 points. Yeah, oh, and they were really weak up the middle and yeah. not a good run They defense. didn't start to come together. They I, played I some bad teams in bad weather. I did agree with 90% of that paragraph. Yeah. You know, if a Wosu Koromora takes a step up. and There's a lot of ifs there. If, 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 right, if, right, right, right. if. There was 100 of them. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. I mean, I, I'm not going to critique that too hard. How Cleveland fails to meet expectations. If the post-suspension version of Watson we saw last season is the new reality, Cleveland could bomb. In that scenario, the Browns will rely on their premier run game and their talented but unreliable defense. Now he's saying it's talented but unreliable. <laughs> and okay. I think it's both. Yeah, that's who they were for most of last season. His record prediction for them is 9-8. and eight. I think 8 or 9 is about where I'd be with them. You yeah. said 9 and a half is the number. Yeah. I would definitely go under. Right. Um, I mean, that's just, again, there's some teams that you just don't trust. Yeah, there's some of that. They're one of them. Yeah. I don't know that they're a tremendously coached team. I think they're fine, you know. That brings us to the Steelers, who have the lowest win total in the division at 8.5, which still surprises the heck out of me. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's quarterback-driven. Uh, the, the division odds are plus 450. That's not a, not a bad payoff. The Super Bowl odds, plus 5,000. That seems like a long shot, yeah. but winning the division to me isn't insane. How Pittsburgh exceeds expectations. You said it's eight and a half to win total, Eight right? and a half to win total. If Pittsburgh strings together yet another winning season, its stingy defense will likely drive the buses. We saw last year the Steelers are a different team when edge rusher T.J. Watt is sidelined. However, when Pittsburgh has all of its key pieces, it has a top-five defense. Okay. Kenny Pickett didn't he- headline a high-performance offense his rookie year, but he had his moments. In particular, Pickett played some of his best football with the game on the line. Heading into his second season, the Steelers have a good young skill group and improved offensive line. Pittsburgh has a clear pr- path to improvement on offense. If everything falls the right way for the Steelers, they have a manageable enough schedule to make the playoffs. These are all things we've been saying mm-hmm. for months. Is He must be listening to this show. They must be. And there were not as many Browns, but there were some ifs in there, of course. Oh, yeah. I just like the chances of a lot of those ifs going positively for the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, How Pittsburgh fails to meet the expectations. The primary path to failure in Pittsburgh is the most obvious. Pickett doesn't make progress in his second year. The other most likely culprit is their new cornerback room. Patrick Peterson's best days are long behind him, and rookie second-rounder Joey Porter's across from him. That's wrong. Well, okay, and that Wallace is – Levi Wallace is not even mentioned. Not even mentioned. Yeah. Um, the Steelers have a high-end pass rush that will help their vulnerable secondary, but their cornerback group is the biggest weakness on this team. His predicted record, 9-8. and eight. He's harsher on the corners than I would be, but I could write a story where Porter's not ready and Peterson looks done, and then you'd be in trouble. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. there's no doubt about that. I mean, Wallace isn't going to uh, buoy the entire room. Right, you know? yeah. You know, I mean, so that's possible. Inside linebacker would worry me more. See, I'm not as worried about that now. Quan Alexander, Alexander looks, looks like a dude. Uh, they may have stole him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's probably going to be better than that last year's either way. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, I'm i not as concerned about that because I think they've got three NFL dudes there and a young guy that, that has some promise. Mm-hmm. Um, Quan Alexander might be 
pretty darn good. Yeah, could could very well be the Especially case. Especially in the splash play world where they were lacking last year. Absolutely. Yeah, they're going to make more splash plays yeah. than inside linebacker this year than they did last year. I mean, those two can run, Holcomb and Alexander. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to get we're overdue for a break here. We hmm. should get to that. Uh, he is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. We are live from Steelers training camp practice here at St. Vincent College. The Steelers just finished up uh, with their final open practice here at uh, St. Vincent College. They'll have a walkthrough tomorrow morning and then play their second preseason game on Saturday at Acrisure Stadium against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, we're going to take a break. Matt, okay. uh, Matt and I will be back with more here on ESPN 970 and Steelers Nation Radio right after this. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. This is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970, our continuing live coverage uh, from Steelers training camp here at St. Vincent College. And, well, our last day of that continuing live yeah. coverage from St. Vincent College. We've got another year till we come back, 11 months or so. Yeah, I've, uh, this will be my 33rd training camp. Wow. It is now in the books. Impressive. Um, 31 of them here. True, true. There's COVID was not right. right. So th- that's 31 months that I've spent basically of my life here. Give or take, right. <laughs> that's, that's a lot. It's a lot. You only get so many months in your life, and you put, <laughs> put a lot of them here and away from home doing your work. Good stuff. So this was Matt, a good one, though. Yeah, what have we uh, what have we learned here? At First off, how about the weather? I mean, like, we've been, like, no bad weather days. Yeah, right? I mean, like it, it, the ones that they did have, they dodged with their practices. Mm-hmm, right. Um, yeah. You know, it rained early. There were a couple of practices where it did rain and – you know, they, they, it was dicey, and they get they were still able to get them in. Is there anything uh, that you've learned about this team um, that you didn't know coming in? Mm. Well, I'm doing my best to govern my enthusiasm for what this season could entail. Because you're here, it's human nature, there's optimism, you watch these guys, you get a connection, and have to realize there's 31 other teams doing the exact same thing. Doing the same yeah, stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, if I was in the press box at Jets camp, would I be f- picking them to win the Super Bowl? I, I don't know. You know, I mean, I'm not in those shoes. But I don't see a lot of weaknesses on this team, and I really, really think the offense is going to take a step forward and a big step forward. You know, the passing game in particular, the, the, the running game was in place, and I expect that to still be – Good, above average. You know, not the best running game in the league, but a power game that sets other things up. It's quite up. capable. Yeah, very capable. Yeah. But I think the, the passing game has a chance to be better than I thought before I got to St. Vincent. I think the one thing, and we, we touched on this in the previous segment, the, the one thing that I feel much better about uh, is that inside linebacker position. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that's because of the addition of Quan Alexander. Yeah, I mean, we did I mean, talk about last. That was a last. big question mark, and I can remember sitting here the first couple of days of practice before they had signed Alexander, and looking across the field and looking at that inside linebacker group, going, "They need one more guy, mm-hmm. one like, more guy." Like I can't quite count on Robinson yet, yeah. and I also like that Alexander and um, might have forgotten Roberts are very different style. Yeah, you know, like okay, Alexander's a great boost. Maybe he is the every down linebacker, but. Roberts is a lot different, and there'll be times you want to use a little bit of each. And frankly, that's true at like Calvin Austin versus Robinson as well. And right, right. The entire tight end room and the running backs are all a little different, you know. So you have a lot more. There's a lot of diversity. Flexibility. Yeah, that's a better word. Yeah, that's a great word. Yeah, you know, positional diversity across the board. Yeah, you could do different things each week depending on the opponent and how mm-hmm. you want to attack them or how they're trying to attack you. 
um, that I don't know that every team can do that. I know, you know, we've seen Steeler teams certainly compared to last year. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I feel much better about that, that position as a whole. Mm -hmm. No, I think the positional diversity on the roster is way better now than it was when they broke camp last year. Yeah. Especially on offense. Yeah. And maybe we'll feel differently about that after they play the Buffalo Bills. Probably not, but it might be an eye-opening, terrible it game. It could be. It I could mean, be. it could be. That's a yeah. really good football team, and if the first half is just dominated by Allen and the Bills, maybe when we get back to doing the drive regularly, we won't be as enthusiastic. Who knows? I'm psyched to see it. Yeah, I want to see it. I, yeah. I'm really interested in seeing that game in particular. That's the one I kind of circled on the the preseason calendar. Like, okay, I think Tomlin's going to play his starters here, mm-hmm. and I think McDermott will probably follow suit. That's a good football team. You know that's a good football team. It'll be a good measuring stick. You know, the Steelers went up there last year and got dominated yeah. in Kenny Pickett's first career start. And it, I know it's not like a regular season game, but it's a home game. It's the home opener. I'm sure there'll be some enthusiasm and some cool stuff and Hamlin coming back. And it, I mean, there's a lot. As preseason games go, this is a headliner. Yeah, and you know, the Steelers will be good. doing the uh, Franco Harris. Uh, oh, right, unveil right. that at 5 o'clock in the Great Hall his new uh, uniform display. So if you want to get there uh, early for the game, that'll be at the Great Hall. Uh, mm-hmm. Get in there and, and see that. Again, that's at 5 o'clock. So, uh, you know, that, <laughs> I expect it to be a, a pretty good crowd there. Uh, the weather mm-hmm. should be good. And, um, you know. We'll both be contributing to the pregame show as well. Absolutely. I'm only so. doing one small hit for this one, but you'll be doing a bunch. you got two hours on I it. I have two full hours of the pre-pregame show, and then, of course, our, our regular hit uh, then on uh, the, the regular pregame show as well. Uh, but uh, – Matt, that's going to do it for hour number two here. Yep, We've got one more hour to go uh, here in our final show at St. Vincent College. Uh, he is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive uh, on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. We'll be back with hour three right after this. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 